0: and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. In my opinion, in order to succeed as an interior designer, you must first master the art of communication. It is truly the core skill needed to communicate a design from beginning to end to clients and contractors and everyone else involved in a project. Now the forms of communication have evolved and now there are countless ways that you can communicate this message. But is that a good thing? I wanna talk today about communicating in the age of Zoom. And I want to let all the designers listening know that tomorrow, May 25th, I am hosting a masterclass at 12 p.m. Eastern on all things setting up your client and yourself for success on their next project. And yes, communication plays a large role in getting that right. So please join me tomorrow live. You can register for the masterclass on my website, www.deviniedesign.com. And if you can't make it live, register anyway, and we will send you the replay. Now, if you're listening to this episode after May 25th, shoot me an email, and I'll let you know when the next masterclass is going to be scheduled. I love interacting with each of you, so I hope you can join me tomorrow. It's not too late to register. And lastly, I've been mentioning the revamping of my designer course, and it is complete. I can't tell you how excited I am about all of the material included in this course, and I'm super excited to tell you that it's going to go live on June the 1st. So stick around. There'll be more information coming your way, or you can send me an email or a DM on social media if you have any questions now. And until then, let's dig into the episode now. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today, I want to talk about how we communicate with each other and how it has changed so much in the last few years. Now, as I said, interior designers lean on their communicating skills every single day. I mean, obviously, we all do, but interior designers have a unique role of trying to explain abstract design concepts and ideas to a layperson, right? A client who doesn't understand the jargon, likely has little to no understanding on how to read drawings, and the designer is in the middle trying to make it all work. So, for instance, if you have drawings and you're trying to explain a new layout of a room, you're looking at a flat drawing and trying to communicate it into a 3D object with volume. It is not for the faint of heart. And I don't say that to toot my own horn. It's just an enormous tool I lean on every single day to move my projects forward. Now, I also may be talking to contractors, vendors suppliers, delivery guys, and I communicate differently with each of them, trying to explain what I'm hoping to achieve and how they can help me get there. So how do I communicate with any of these people? Well, here's a great example. I'm communicating with all of you through a podcast. I don't know when podcasts started, but I know that we're in the infancy of this forum and never imagined five years ago, let alone probably three years ago, that I would be taking on something like this, talking to countless people who I will never meet and sharing my knowledge, skills, tips, and tricks so that each of you can apply it to your own work. So there is a brand new form of communication and one I'm going to circle back to in a minute because there's so many other new ways of communicating. Thanks to pandemic, we now communicate through Zoom like we've had it for the last 10 years, right? Do you remember when you first tried to get on your first Zoom call? It was ridiculous, at least it was for me. So I apologize if I'm the only one here that had a difficulty doing it, but it was crazy. And then, you know, FaceTime came just before that. So it sort of had that same feeling, but you could talk to 10 people at one time and see them on your screens. And of course, before that, we have email and text. But guess what, guys? What happened to phone calls and in-person, right? Now, that is how I started in the business. Again, I like to age myself on these podcasts, which I really should stop doing. But I was joking with a guy on the site the other day when he was saying, when he first started the business, he only had a flip phone and I started laughing. I said, we didn't have flip phones. I had a Palm Pilot. And he looked at me, he goes, what on earth is that? And I'm sure a lot of you are saying, what on earth is that? Well, it predates a phone. It just was a digital means to keep records of things. And I thought I was the coolest thing since sliced bread, having a Palm Pilot. And frankly, that wasn't that long ago. So in the last 20 years, we have made enormous strides in how we communicate with each other. And we will continue to do that as we move forward. Now, everyone has been applauding the age of Zoom calls and how much we can get done. And you don't have to be in an office in order to accomplish a meeting. And I don't have to be on a job site because I can use FaceTime and I can text with clients and get a quick thought out and don't have to get them on the phone. And I can email a client with much greater detail and get an answer for them. And again, not have to call them in person. And like I just said, this podcast, I'm talking to all of you and will never be in person with the majority of you, if not all of you. And how are all of these new forms of communication affecting what we do? Now, I just said, it improves the amount of communication that we can have with each other. Now, we can debate back and forth if that's a good thing. I would probably be on the side of, no, that's not a great thing because clients will expect you to respond to a text at 10 o'clock at night or not miss a meeting and Zoom in because you have a kid that's homesick or everything in between. The problem with that is you're never turning off. You're never fully disengaging from your work. And I, for one, do not think that is healthy. And I, I suffer from that. Trust me, if I see a text come in and if I have clients listening, which I know they do, if you hear me say this, don't yeah, actually don't listen to this. If I see a text come in at 10 o'clock at night, I sure as hell look at it. I may not answer it. It takes some effort to not answer, but I do check it. Why? Why? It's a sickness, but I think we all fall into that. Oh, my phone is ringing. Oh, what's the ding? I better go check that. And I, for one, know for myself that it is not healthy for me to do that because I don't disconnect. Now I have gotten better at the do not disturb button, but then I often will go most of the morning with it still on because I forget to turn it off. But let's get back to these other forms of communication because the issues I want to talk about have been coming up for me more and more regularly. And I have a feeling I'm not alone. So Zoom and FaceTime are fantastic, right? I love that I can Zoom in to my children's school at a meeting at seven o'clock at night, and I no longer have to go down there and be in person. I think that's fantastic. I Zoom with friends across the country so I can see them in person and not have to just sit on the phone and chat with them. Those are great uses of Zoom. But what is a downside to a Zoom? The downside is you actually aren't in person. And one of the greatest forms of communication is the ability to read a person. And while you may have a face on the Zoom call, depending on how far away they are from the monitor, what kind of background they've got, because I find those very distracting and how large your monitor is, that you can see them. God forbid you're looking on it from a phone and you can't see true facial expressions. You can't see someone fidgeting because they're uncomfortable. You can't see someone struggling to understand what you're talking about. And in my world, that's a problem. I need to know when my client doesn't understand what I'm saying. Smiling and nodding is not gonna move the ball down the field in my world right? I want a client to say, I don't get it, Renee. And most of the time they do. But there are times where I look at them and I think, huh, I don't think they understood me. Let me come at this from a different angle. Or I'll even say, did you really understand that? Or could I go back and explain it a different way? And I tell you what, more often than not, they say, you're right, Renee, I I really, you lost me there. I got the first part, but the second part, I'm still very fuzzy on." Could you help me with that one? That is a nuance that is lost when it's on a screen. That is something I can do in person very well without even knowing I'm doing it. I've been doing it for so long. But on a Zoom call, you do miss that connection, although you are looking at each other face-to-face. And I think people miss that. They figure, I'm looking at the person, therefore, it's, quote, in-person. It is not an in-person interaction because you're missing all those other subtle cues. Same thing goes with FaceTime. FaceTime. Actually, I like to use FaceTime and designers listening, I like to use FaceTime with my contractors. I don't necessarily need to read their facial cues. I need them to show me what the pipe is doing under the sink and what possibly could be going wrong. That's a great technique and great tool that I like to use. And that one I feel is pretty successful, but I don't hold meetings on FaceTime because the same reason. If anything, it's worse because you're on a phone and you have these tiny little images of each other. And God forbid, it's up in the tiny little corner. You can't even see if it's a man, woman, child, dog, or anything in between. But the bigger problem I'm having and have had ongoing is the world of text and email. And trust me, I am knee deep in texts and email all day long. So that's not going to change. But what I've been running into is the interpretation of text, both by me and from people I've sent them to. So for instance, I sent a quick text to a contractor the other day. It was in between a meeting. I was jumping in my car and I knew I had basically two seconds to type out five words and hit send. And I did it. And I answered his question and he called me and he said, did I do something wrong? I'm like, what, what do you mean? Did you, no, did you not get my text? He goes, I did. He goes, you sounded upset. I'm like, what? What do you mean I sounded upset? I, I First of all, I was texting, so it's, there was no sound involved. So I went back and looked at it. And yes, I guess with a different lens, you could say it was a curt text because I had two seconds to do it. I knew he needed my answer and I knew two hours would pass before I could actually call him and he read it as, I was upset. Now, that's a pretty minor one, but I've had other issues come up like that, or a client sends me a text, and I'm trying to read between the lines. Well, that's very challenging all the time, in particular as you're building relationships with clients. Now, I have some clients I've worked with for years. I can read between the lines. I can tell you what mood they're in just by reading their texts and emails, and that comes over time over a lot of time and of a lot of personal interaction but emails are the same way if you are banging out 10 emails because you got to get to a meeting the same thing can happen one you can leave out information or two you can write it so quickly that it almost appears that you're upset or angry or stern in any way but yet you have no idea how it's being interpreted on the other side of your computer so this creates miscommunication. And hear me when I say, whether you are a homeowner listening, a contractor listening, a vendor listening, or a designer listening, miscommunication is the worst thing you can have on a project. I mean, really, the worst thing you can have on a project is miscommunication. But yet, all of these forms of communication that we're using can create miscommunication. And it's very frustrating to me that I can't seem to get away from texts and emails either. Now, I will say my friend's joke. I have one friend in particular. She will send me a text and I will call her. And she said, oh, yeah, that's right. You're my you're my phone friend, not my text friend. And the reason I do that and I explain to her is I'm more often than I like, I'm driving. I am constantly on the road in between meetings. And the easiest thing for me to do is pick up the phone and call someone for a quick five-minute call versus trying to do the back and forth with the rapid-fire texts in and out of traffic. And trust me, I really try hard not to do that. I'll even pull over into a small neighborhood if I really do need to text and can't make a phone call. But here's the thing. Whether you are Zooming or FaceTiming or texting or emailing, phone calls and in-person should never go away. It is a critical component to mastering your communication skills with anyone you are working with, but particularly with your clients. So in the beginning of any project, I constantly call my clients. I would much rather talk to them than be texting with them and missing some sort of communication that they aren't able to make through a text whether that is like i said someone who's squirming a little during a meeting because they're feeling uncomfortable or that furrowed brow you sure can't see that in a text when they're frustrated or confused again you know you can't see any of that through a text or an email and miscommunications begin so my longtime clients sure we shortcut it all the time we text we email course, we still talk. Of course, we still see each other in person. But I do heavily rely on those cheater forms of communicating than I do with my newer clients. And I want each of you to hear that. I want each of you to make a priority, whether you are the homeowner, the client, or the designer to do in-person meetings with the contractor, the designer, the architect, whomever you are working with as much as possible. That way you can convey your meaning, you can convey your confusion, your questions far more accurately than you can through one of these other forms of communication. So the other problem I have is we use these, quote, cheater forms of communication because we're constantly being rushed through our days. And yes, it is far easier to send a five-word text than it is to pick up the phone, look up the number, call them, tell them the same five words, and then hang up. It is easier to do the text. But we also need to focus on slowing down and making sure our communication is as we intended it, right? I didn't know when I sent that text that he was feeling tension from me. Was I tensed when I texted it a little bit? Sure. I was feeling rushed. I was trying to get him an answer because I wanted him to have an answer, but I needed to get to a meeting. And so I was rushed. And that came through in my message. Now, I'm lucky he called me and said, hey, are you okay? You sound a little stressed out. How many people have you sent a text to that aren't calling you and saying that? How many people are being affected by things that you had no intention of doing because they're misinterpreting your communication? Now, the good news, like I just said, this is something that is in your control Now, we will never be rid of these cheater forms of communication, and yes, they're probably thinking of new ones right now as I'm speaking to you that we're all going to have to learn and adjust to. I only want them to be a part of your communication skills and not the ones that you lean on the most. You will not be as successful in conveying your message, which is the key to all renovation projects and, quite frankly, all decorating projects, if you ignore the value of speaking one-on-one on on phone calls and especially in-person meetings. Now, I can already hear designers listening say, gee, Renee, that sounds great, but I have clients who don't want to pay me to have in-person meetings as frequently as I think we should. Okay, and I get that. What we do for a living has a cost attached to it, but what you need to explain to your client is what cost is attached to mistakes being made through miscommunication or frustration developing through miscommunication. And the best form of communication is in person or on the phone. And so it is an investment in their project, in their home, and in you to make sure that they see you enough so that you can read the signs, whether they know they're giving them or not, and you can make sure that that client is completely educated and on board with all aspects of their project. It really is something that is important to get through to a client, that it is not you looking for more meetings on your time billing sheet. It is a way for you to communicate the best way you know how, a very complicated process, which every project is. So like I said, I am communicating with all of you from my son's bedroom. I am sitting here looking at baseballs bobbleheads, I do don't—I think that's what they're called, not quite sure, of his football team that he loves, Dallas Cowboys. Do not send me any emails about that. I inherited that through my husband. And you have no way of knowing that that's where I am. I'm looking at his clothes on the floor and my laptop on his desk perched around all of this, no offense to him, all this crap. But you don't have any way of knowing that. Because you can't see me communicating with you. And I want you to give that some thought. And that's why I tell people where I record. I've had people say, well, don't tell them you're in your son's bedroom. I I think they should know. I'm sitting in my son's bedroom because I had the best sound quality as I tested every room out in my house when I first started the podcast. So communication is key. It absolutely has to be smooth. It has to be clear in order to be successful. So, I told you in the beginning, I had something exciting to tell you, and I have been mentioning it in the past, but I am really thrilled to say that my signature course has been revamped. We have gone back in, we have taken the feedback that we've gotten from members, and I cannot wait to show it to you. It will be going live on June 1st. And the really exciting part is, I am hosting a free webinar for designers. Next Wednesday, May 25th at noon Eastern on the keys to your success, setting up your clients' renovation projects. And for those designers listening who are coming from a decorating perspective, it is a different setup. A lot of things will sound familiar, but there are differences that are critical to make in the beginning in order to set up a construction project versus a decorating project. So we're going to cover everything from researching what you need to know in advance for your client-specific project, going over how to hire the best team, and it is a difference depending on the scope of the project and the client. Timing. I'm always talking about timing, and this is really important for a renovation project, and we will go through how to figure that out and how to encourage your client to choose the best timing. And then of course, every project needs a budget and it is a different process than building a decorating budget and something that you really need to understand in order to advise your client in the beginning so that everything is covered and their dream can come true without blowing their budget. These are really critical pieces that I want to share with all of you. It's just a snippet of what is included in the course, but I want to share with all of you because I want you all to have this knowledge so you can start putting it into practice right after the webinar. So if you want to sign up for this webinar, it is a no-brainer to learn these steps go to my website, www.diviniedesign.com and join me on May 25th at 12 noon East Coast time. I can't wait to dive into these topics with each of you. But in the meantime, if this episode has brought up more questions and answers, then use a form of communication and get a hold of me. Shoot me an email, DM me on social media. I'd be happy to discuss this even further with you. And as always, I can't thank you enough for your time today. And I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today and feel free to join me on social media at Devine Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.